This is Keisha. And this is Jay. And I'm a therapist. And I'm an educator. And this is the Get Your Life Podcast. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Get Your Life. This is Keisha, one of your co-hosts. And I am Jay, your next co-host. Hey, guys. What's up? What y'all been up to? <laughs> so what you been up to, Miss Keisha? Huh? I said, what you been up to? Oh, not much. Just, you know, busy, running around, just, you know, making life work and all of that stuff. Adulting. You quit CrossFit? Mm -hmm. Why? I went back to my trainer. Today was my first first day back with him. Cool. Um... And I loved being back with my trainer today. I felt very welcomed and in a good fit. But yeah, I don't think there's nothing wrong with CrossFit. I think it's cool. Um, The customer service was great at the CrossFit gym that I was at. It was a great community. Everybody was super nice. It just wasn't a good fit for me. I understand that. (laughs) Um, I see people doing CrossFit and it looks great, but it's been nothing of interest to me. Um, I remember when uh, Du and I were driving down to Florida with the kids to meet y'all and like we were going through Alabama and there were like tons of like CrossFit spots in Alabama and we were like, oh, so, but I I don't know. I mean, I've seen how it's transformed people and, you know, people look good and, you know, the CrossFit cult type thing. But Mm -hmm. it's just never been something I've said, ooh, I want to, you know, I want to try that. But it has a huge following. And then, excuse me, but um, also Du and I were watching, I guess, like it's the CrossFit Olympics on TV. And oh, my gosh. (laughs) I was impressed for me like with CrossFit I was telling you about how it's so technical as far as how you do certain squats and Mm -hmm. lifts and the technique is the hardest part and it's just hard to like learn the technique like it's not the actual action but it's the technique that's difficult and I grew frustrated and continuing to try to learn the technique that it took the actual workout from the workout. Mm. So it's like weeks and days of trying to learn how to do something and I, my body wasn't feeling like I was getting a workout. And I know like other people, you know, maybe they don't want instant results or they have the patience to wait. Whereas yeah. me, I want to go get a badass workout, leave and go home. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't have time to still be trying to figure it out (laughs) yeah it seemed like a lot of thinking and I don't like to think when I exercise (laughs) it's the time I don't want to think I just want to do so okay well I'm glad you're back with your trainer how often are you gonna go Sam once a week and the other thing about it um at the CrossFit gym Sometimes they would play like trap music, but most of the time they would play like rock or country because Mm -hmm. of the majority who would be attending. Mm -hmm. And that puts me to sleep when I'm working out (laughs) versus when I'm when I showed up at my trainer today, trap, you could hear future from the parking lot walking in loud, ratchet, you know, get you going type of music where you're like in the zone and you're like feeling it. That's what I was like. Well, I won't try CrossFit. 
<laughs> I just have no interest. But guys, it's been a while. We've been gone for over a month now. So we're doing a little check-in. We're not back in full force yet, but we're checking in with y'all to let y'all know we still exist and we haven't gone anywhere. And in the meantime, what we've been up to. So anything else you want to share that you've been up to in the last, what, four to six weeks? I, I lost count. Yeah, about that long. Not much. That's pretty much it. So I'm trying to think of anything that I've been doing. Just working. Um, summer is always madness for me just because we lead into fall while we're still working on summer and fall, you know, is our like huge semester. So just been working, trying to keep sane. Um, I finally feel like I have my mind back and my mind and my body are merging as one just because since maybe June through just August has been just crazy, crazy, crazy time for me. But I'm finally feeling good again. Um, I haven't been to therapy in like, probably like four to six weeks. And um, I need to go back uh, just to kind of get back um, in the groove of things. It was like my schedule just kept like I was like canceling my appointments and I hated that. But literally I would be walking out the door to go and then someone will say, well, this happened. And I'm like, okay, let me go on back in my office and take care of this. But other than that, just been kind of chilling um yeah nothing nothing major nice all right so you want to tell them what we check it in and talking about today and we won't well, make this show long guys because we're tired as hell <laughs> well today we're going to be talking about our experience at the beyonce concert the on the run to tour that we were so grateful to have experienced we've been talking about it since we bought our tickets and um, it was it was pretty awesome. And you know, she's still the two of them rather are still on tour. Now. Beyonce and her husband. <laughs> Beyonce and her opening act. Um, <laughs> but we kind of just wanted to recap and talk about how we felt about the show and what we took away from it, and just what we liked about it overall. Just to have like a, a quick discussion of it and share it with you guys. So I'm guessing she's our get your license because she's getting her life all over the globe. She is getting her life. And yeah. she just celebrated her 37th, 38th birthday. I, I lost. Yeah, I think 37. Mm-hmm. I think. I think so. Because I know she's not that much older than us. So about 37. It just seems like Beyonce's been or always been around and she's always felt grown to me. So yeah. I. So I always like think that she's, you know, like a lot older than she is, but she's not Um, just because I've just always pictured her as just this grown up adult, you know, like sexy woman. Even when she came out when we were in high school in Destiny Child, the the original version of Destiny Child, she was just always so grown to me. You know, it was just like and she was probably only like three years older than us, but she just always felt so like grown and guarded and like always like seemed so sure in herself and so present in herself. So I just always feel like, oh, dang, she's only a couple years older than us. But yeah, so so you want to. okay. so how did you feel about the concert? Well, going into it, I don't think I had too many expectations because I feel like when she did her 
um, lemonade tour. Mm -hmm. Like no one knew what to expect. And then when the first round of cities happened, you pretty much saw the tour on Instagram, like all the videos on Instagram. And then right after she did lemonade, immediately after they went right on into the Andoran one tour. So then we got to see all of that again. Wait, so I, I thought that was before. Before Lemonade? Mm-hmm. The first on the run? Yep. Lemonade okay. was after. Okay. So I feel like they're, I don't know, like I felt like with On the Run 2, I didn't really see many postings of anything. And I didn't see like anything that was like spectacular. I felt like Baychella was kind of like the show of this year, like witnessing it via Instagram, seeing the HBC band and her playing homage and all of that. That was kind of like the OMG. So I was going into it thinking how I'm thinking going into it is this is my first Beyonce concert. Other than when I went to the Verizon ladies tour in undergrad, um, this was my first one in I'm expecting it to just be like her and him and their joint album and maybe a couple of throwbacks, but not a show similar to any one of her past shows where there's a lot of dancing and surprises and all that stuff. I actively avoided um, any kind of clips or snippets of it just because I kind of wanted like, you know, just fresh eyes and, and I know like she tweaks stuff you know, here and there, but I wanted to look at it with fresh eyes. But one thing I did know was kind of the song order, just because our title had a underrun to playlist, um, the set list. So I kind of knew the order in which things were going, which, but still, regardless of if you know the order, just still seeing it come to life and what it looked like, I, I mean, Seeing it on TV is one thing because I watched the first on the run to on HBO because they had done, you know, a deal with HBO and it was, you know, spectacular, but actually like seeing it in person and seeing like the intricacy and in how she cares about her art. And I'm saying this is, I mean, this is just her. I mean, how they... <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. We know this is her vision and her creativity. <laughs> Not taking Jay away, anything away from Jay, because I was a Jay Z fan before I was a Beyonce fan. But we know that all the intricacies and all the you know the details and the creative pieces. That's her. You know, before, if you've ever gone to a Jay-Z rap concert, Jay has a background and a microphone and Jay raps. But, you know, this time around, there was, you know, like different things happening in the background. There was actual visuals and things. So I feel like, you know, this was her, like, creativity. And, and it came together and it worked together. And even the songs that Jay kind of flipped a little bit like song cry you know mm -hmm. it made it so 
um, like appropriate to everything. And I know people said, you know, had lemonade, you had 444, then you had, you know, the, the, um, everything is love and the tour. So it's just like everything coming together. You heard her side, you heard his side, which I think 444 was much more than just an album about, okay, I fucked up. I, you know, I learned, yeah. but I think it was so much more deeper than that. And I think those messages got lost in the fact that he talked about, you know, being unfaithful to her, um, which is, I mean, huge because before this we had no insight in their mm -hmm. lives you know the elevator was what kind of just busted it all wide open before then hell they were married years before we've even seen them hold hands in public so I feel like I like seeing the other side of things I like um, the story that went into it how you know even the the videos that they played in between sets kind of told their story but not it's not supposed to be them does that make sense like they were yeah. playing characters but their characters were them so i like seeing the other side of it i like seeing here's my story here's his story and here's how we are getting through this so it's kind of like you do you i do me and then we come together and create this beautiful thing so yeah. I, I dug it i think that my favorite thing about the show were the visuals mm -hmm. um being able to see how it played out in the background and how the songs um how they performed in between the visuals and how it flowed with the storyline and the songs flowed with the storyline like i liked the visuals so much i had to buy the book to see the visuals in the book i liked um the cinematography and the artistry of the visuals mm -hmm. very retro very artful and um just just beautiful and i also like i think like yeah they had great performances but i was also highly impressed with the production mm -hmm. of it all because i kept thinking like if you worked on this production and this is on your resume it's like if you worked on the obama campaign yeah. in 2007 like you're gonna get a job like yeah. it was like amazing mm -hmm. and just like the detail, the timing. And I even appreciated the fact of we, I felt like I got what I paid for. Yeah. Like at nine o'clock, they're on stage, you know, at 1115 is wrapping up. Like it was consistent. There were no technical difficulties. There were no, like they had like good work ethic. Yeah. All dancers, the, the band, everybody. Yeah. But she's the queen of detail. You know, she is very intentional and specific about what she wants. It's, you know, I'm going to get it done. Um, and that's why people are like, oh, her concerts cost a lot. But do you see what you get? It's not just her with a stool, like sitting up there with a microphone sitting on a stool singing, which if you're that kind of artist, there's nothing wrong with that. Know your lane and stay in there. You know, if you're not a entertainer and you're, a, you know, versus a performer, you know, you're giving a performance, then that's different. But like she knows who she is and how she performs and she gives you a great show you're having pyrotechnics there's fans blowing everywhere there's so many things going on that sometimes it was like sensory overload for me like i wanted to focus on her but oh this dancer is over here oh the band is doing this so it's just like well who do i pay attention to because this is all pleasing to you know my senses so i i absolutely think what she charges for a concert 
is worth it. And also what I like is if you didn't have like a $200 ticket or if you had, you know, like a $100 ticket, the way the venue was set up, you were gonna, you was going to see a show from mm-hmm. any way like those screens are huge and I really appreciate that as a fan because everybody can't pay three four hundred dollars for their tickets you know so even if you're in the and, and I don't know what the range is so I'm just throwing out a number so even if you paid like 80 bucks for a ticket you were still able to see and feel how it went just because of how everything was set up and the vibe that mm-hmm. was in the room so um, what was your favorite performance? My favorite performance. Um, I feel like ape shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then second, I told you I was waiting for Don't Hurt Yourself, so I was grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Freedom. Like I'm naming all his songs. I like the um, <laughs> I'm naming all her songs. I like uh, his like. Some of his old ones, like On to the Next One, um, the O.J. Simpson song. That was my favorite performance from his. Yeah. And I like how he showed the video in the background. You know, I've never seen that video. Huh? Huh? I've never seen that video till then. Oh, he didn't? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I like that he did that because she didn't show any of her videos. But his video was like, you know, like specifically Mm -hmm. made for the song by an artist. So that makes sense. But um, those were my favorites. Yeah. I think my favorite, oh gosh, and it's hard to narrow them down, but um, Beyonce's Resentment, even though it's not one of her top songs, it's always been one of my favorite songs for her. And um, and it, it, I don't even think Resentment hit the charts. It was just a track on B-Day. And Mm -hmm. it's just always, always, always been my favorite. And maybe because at the time when it came out, you know, I could relate to it. But even without that throughout the years, it's just something so real and so raw and so stripped away um, about it. And um, the first on the run tour, there was a video of her in kind of like this all white jumpsuit performing um, resentment and it was just so raw and so real. So I love that. And I love the, um, when he performed song cry kind of as a response to that. And I'm sorry guys, if y'all have not seen the, um, tour yet, spoiler alert, (laughs) but I, I loved that connection because I'm truly a person that believes in getting to the other side of pain and -hmm. what that looks like. And getting through that. And I think through those performances, you could see that. So I I definitely appreciated that you could still, and maybe Beyonce is just a great actress, but you could still see that that song resonates so much to her. And it it's still, it's still like meaningful, but then you transition to, well, this is where we were. This is where we are now. So that was, I think, a moment that stood out for me where it was just such a vulnerable, honest moment to me. And it was still entertaining in the fact that um, you felt it, but it wasn't, of course, like ape shit. You know, of course, that's like my favorite song 
like they performed and it's a good song to close the um show with sorry again guys spoiler alert uh, i mean listen this has been all over social media by now so um I, I really really appreciate that performance i've always appreciated that song since she started performing it and so that to me was kind of like that stripped down kind of take all the lights away, take everything away. This is just me in raw, authentic form, like bearing my soul. And the same for him too, especially him switching up the lyrics to I'm Song Cry. So yeah, I, yeah. but it, it was it was definitely worth it. Um, Do you feel like she's getting ready to take a break? I don't know. I don't know. At this point in her career, where else what else do you have to there's nothing else to prove like whatever it is to be done she's done it um whatever it is to be conquered she's conquered it so at this point if Beyonce wanted to take years off and just kind of focus on other things it's not like she doesn't have a million other things to juggle you know um I I'm okay with that even if she just focuses on like I'll go away. I'll drop some singles every now and then, you know, just to keep a buzz in y'all ear. But I think whatever she decides to do, we won't forget about her. You know, yeah. we can't. It's like, she's definitely like, I, I don't know. Michael Jackson took time off. I, you know, he did his thing. He came back. So I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, they seem to, she seems to be balancing it all well. You know, I'm sure the kids are probably traveling with them. And she seems to still like take time to do her and to live life. So if she really wanted to take some time off, you know, I'm all for it. I'm not going to be selfish as a fan and be like, no, don't leave us. You know, it's, I mean, she got new babies and Blue is like six. And, you know, I don't know. I feel like. Beyonce. Yeah, I kind of feel like she's just just me in my whole like prophecy or, or projecting whatever. I feel like she's gonna take a break, maybe like a year or two. I felt like in the concert she wasn't as energetic or running around, you know, doing all of this stuff like she typically does. And I feel like she did the joint album like let's let's do a joint album like let's wrap up the chapter and make it seem happy, and you know close this portion of our life mm -hmm. that we're sharing with everybody and then I feel like she's just gonna like take a break I just felt like she's like I'm gonna take a break <laughs> why not what more can she given us she's given us 20 years and she only 37 so <laughs> I mean 20 years of being in the spotlight of having every single um you know just parts of your life scrutinized and for someone that's you know learned how to control the narrative when it comes to herself because it wasn't always that you know it was always speculations you know after she stopped doing interviews and people thought she was you know oh she doesn't do interviews blah 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 i get it now you know i definitely understand a woman has agent having agency over herself and trying to control the narrative because if not and you allow the media to do it for you they'll they'll do that so i completely get how she's coming to her womanhood 
and for her to kind of have this holistic look that you don't have to choose. You can be a mother, you can be an entertainer, you can be a businesswoman, you can be sexy, you know, you, you can be hurt, you can work on your relationships, you don't have to be defined by what everybody else wants you to be. I, um, I appreciate this version of her. I'm okay with the little she's given us and I don't need any more of her. You know, I don't I don't need to know what Beyonce had for breakfast. I don't have that sort of obsession with her, but and if she tells us nothing more about her life, I feel like she shared enough. And whatever she decides to stay, you know, take a break or whatever, I'm in support of it because I can true, we can truly see her evolution as an artist, as a woman, as a mother. I even remember when the, um, the Vogue issue came out and she said her greatest accomplishment was being a mother. And, you know, some women were up in arms about that, that you've accomplished all these things and that is your greatest accomplishment. Who are we to write the narrative to her life? Mm -hmm. we, we, don't, we don't know the struggle for someone that, you know, that's had several, you know, miscarriages as they've, you know, talked about, um, Maybe that is her greatest accomplishment. So I know for me, being a mom is one of my greatest accomplishments because it's something I thought would never happen. So mm -hmm. the fact that I was blessed, um, if we, I, I don't know the appropriate word, I'll call it blessed, um, to bear children and to bear healthy children, I feel like that's my greatest accomplishment because it's something I thought would never happen. You know, mm -hmm. with PCOS, it's, it's a very, the miscarriage rates are high. The infertility rates are high. So we, we don't know just because we feel like she's had so many accomplishments as an artist, as a businesswoman. It doesn't take anything away from it because she thinks being a mom is her greatest accomplishment. So I agree. I'm, I'm good with be chilling. I'm good with, you know. I'm good with her taking a break, coming back five years from now with some new shit because her audience has grown with her and yeah. not a lot of artists can say that. Like we were listening to no, 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 no. We were listening to single ladies and now mm -hmm. we're, you know, we're jamming to ape shit and don't hurt yourself. So we've truly grown with her and I don't see where we would stop even if she's you know taking a break she's the michael of our time the aretha of our time um and let me let me stop there because i know people some people say well she can't sing like aretha i'm not talking about voices <laughs> i'm talking about what she represents that when she walks into a room you only need a name. Right. We forget that we forget her last name sometimes. You only need a name. She's a presence. It's the same thing with Diana Ross that I know who Diana Ross is. My daughter knows who Diana Ross is. And when was the last time Diana Ross had a hit on the radio? It's true. So, I mean, she's a legend in her right. So, I don't know. Go go enjoy your family if you want. But if not, I mean, who says you have to choose? But do you remember earlier on in her career when she said she thought she'll be retired by 30? I don't remember that. I don't remember her saying that. I want to say it was either MTV or VH1, or maybe it was one of the little... 
teeny bop magazines we used to read back in the day, the word up and all of that. But I remember her saying, you know, by 30, she'll probably be retired and working on a family, on her family and focusing on her family. And here we are at 37. Yeah. Like the biggest entertainer of our time. Mm -hmm. Three kids and a marriage. Right. So, hey. But yeah, so that was my take on the Beyonce concert. It was great. I hope to attend. I would actually go to that concert again. So where I'd go to it again? I would. I I. It felt like I don't know. Like it felt like how you get that escapism when you watch a film. Mm -hmm. That's how it felt like an escape. Like I was in their world and i didn't see the fan run on the stage did you we were leaving at the time i heard the commotion but i just thought that was the crowd getting hype but we were remember at the end of ape shit we were like exiting so because we were like uh-uh we know what this crowd is gonna look like the so, negative side we had the journey home that oh took like gosh. two hours <laughs> oh my gosh aren't you glad you didn't wear heels Oh my gosh. Shout out to all the women that came in their finest with their heels and everything. Barefoot in the street on the sidewalk. Hey, I guess they put on their Sunday's best for B, but you know, B, I love you, but it was strictly a comfortable day for me because I knew it was a sold out show. We knew that Ubers or anything couldn't get, oh, I say Uber, I can't stand them. Lyft could mm -hmm. not get anywhere close so you were gonna have to walk yeah so shout out to all my beautiful women that had their stilettos on and i my heart goes out to your bravery <laughs> i could not have done it because even in flats walking back i was like fuck my life my converse has started to hurt so i can't imagine having on heel i know I, the women that took them off and was like, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to have to get ringworm in these Atlanta streets. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. But yeah, that is pretty much. So guys, we're just checking in, giving you an update. We'll probably be back full force in a couple weeks. My life is all over the place for like the <laughs> next two weeks or so. Um, and I'm sure yours is too. You want to give them any updates on what's going on with the workout couch and push through or any other things that's popping on your side? Nothing else popping off. Just working, working, working. I've been doing better with work-life balance. Um, teach me yeah, your way, like that. Say that again. I said, teach me your way, sensei. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure this shit out. I usually just dedicate like two full days to the practice where I don't end until late like today and then the rest of the day it's either I'm doing the practices during the day and wrapping up at like two or three or I'm just working from home so that's like been better than just being all over the place doing a weekend here there and all that stuff yeah. so yeah I'm still trying to figure this shit out <laughs> one day one day one day one day but like i said the madness has kind of calmed down and it's settled in and i'm feeling a bit normal again just because i didn't feel normal for a while but we do have an event coming up yeah. um keisha and i will be um recording live well um recording live um our friend our shell of the 
bombshell factory is having a boss's brunch and like a real boss's brunch because she's a real boss not mm-hmm. <laughs> not just a made-up title and we're going to be recording live from there so we're going to be in the house with you know women that have startup companies and um also i think we're doing a panel keisha yeah. and i will be on a panel and then um, I guess we're semi kind of hosting it in a certain sense. So we are super excited about that. It's September 16th. If you are interested in going, I think um, there's a few slots open and you can email her if you're in, if you're a woman with a startup and you're interested in learning the game of what a true successful startup could be with real knowledge. Um, you can email her at it's our shell at gmail.com and we'll put it in the show notes and if you're interested hurry up and get it done because it's right around the corner and then we're also working on our own live show so we'll have more details on that but other than that i don't have anything else i'm just out here trying to function um (laughs) (laughs) really trying to function and remain humble and all that good stuff um so, as usual, you guys can reach us on our IG page at Get Your Life Podcast. You can email us any comments, questions at Get Your Life Podcast at Gmail. And I think that's all our contact info for now. So, again, guys, just checking in. And we you'll hear back from us in a few weeks. So, peace, love, and be. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys. Hey.